Welcome to Tinnitus on Your Mind. My name is Johanna Carter. I'm an audiologist, tinnitus advisor, NLP master practitioner, coach and mentor with a specialist interest and passion in helping people live well with tinnitus as I have for many years. Each week you'll hear information, recommendations and suggestions. I'm delighted to share today's episode with you so let's get on with the show. In today's episode, I explore all about relaxation with tinnitus, why it's important and some suggestions for some simple relaxation, including a balanced breathing exercise and some other activity ideas for relaxation. So before we start properly, I think it's important to say that what relaxes one person may not be the same for another person. We're all individual. However, what we can agree on, what we do know is that being able to relax reduces certain processes and aspects of our body, such as stress. This reduction may have an impact on our perception of tinnitus. Relaxation can also impact other aspects of our physiology, our body, such as reducing blood pressure, breathing rate and brain activity decreases. This often means that we feel more physically and mentally refreshed following relaxation. The difference in our body can have an impact on our brain and thoughts as we discovered in the last podcast, the mind-body relationship. In a nutshell, our thoughts, emotions and feelings and behaviour are all linked. Our emotions influence our thoughts and behaviour, how we present ourselves to the world. It doesn't have to start at emotions as a behaviour such as smiling or in this case, relaxing our body can have an impact on our thoughts and emotions. It's also important to say that being able to relax takes practice. It is a skill. Just being told to relax without any further guidance and help can lead to further frustrations and thoughts and feelings that we don't want. Relaxation is something that you do. It is not done to you. No one can do it for you. It is an active process and a choice. There is no wrong way in which to relax. However, it isn't doing nothing or inactivity. As I said before, actually being able to relax is a skill. And learning any skill is often hard, especially if we're not familiar. Let me unpick that for you. So... I want you to imagine that you're learning to drive. Most of us have learned to drive a car. If you haven't, then imagine another skill, such as cooking and following a recipe that you have learned. Imagine what you were like before learning that skill. You didn't know what you didn't know about it. And this is when you are what we would call unconsciously incompetent in learning. This stage is often very easy. I often think of it like ignorant bliss. 
you really don't know what you don't know, so it doesn't really impact you. The next stage of learning a skill is when we actually begin to learn that skill. We realise often suddenly what we don't know about it. It can feel like we'll never master it, that it is beyond us and we are consciously incompetent then. We know what we don't know. New skills are often abandoned at this stage as they can feel and be very, very difficult. It's normal for it to feel hard at this stage. Hopefully though, we don't give up learning and practicing our new skill, but we often have to really think about it. So if you're driving, if you're learning to drive, you might repeat something like mirror signal maneuver. If cooking, you might check the recipe several times to check that you are correct in your method. You really have to think about what you are doing to be correct. This stage is when you are consciously competent. You have the skill, but you have to really think about it. This can be frustrating and time consuming, but hopefully you keep going. So eventually, after a period of time, you don't have to think about it. You do it automatically. You don't really have to think to be competent. This stage is called unconscious competent. For example, you get in the car and you drive somewhere without having to repeat your instructions or cooking a delicious meal without checking the recipe. Another top tip is to practice often with any skill, starting on a day or a time that you feel is a good time for you. It's especially important when we're practicing relaxation with tinnitus and it's ideal to do it on a good day initially. So when your emotions are good and perhaps you don't feel overwhelmed with things. For relaxation to have the most benefit with tinnitus, experiencing what it is like to feel relaxed is important so that the feeling and memory is familiar and can be recalled with the aim of being able to revisit the technique or the feelings of relaxation each day, even if these days are trickier, either emotional or feelings. Remembering this feeling and practicing allows us to be able to become automatic in using this skill throughout each day, even in times of stress to help restore balance and calming the body and mind. There is research to support that relaxation with tinnitus enables greater control over our emotions, over our reactions, our thoughts, and ultimately over your tinnitus. I often start with balanced breathing when I work with individuals. This helps to put us into balance. This can be done even on bad days. And I encourage it two or three times a day for around about five to 10 minutes at a time once people are used to doing it. It balances our autonomic nervous system. That's the fight or flight reflex that we have talked about previously. 
and our parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for your heart, lungs and digestive system. It is an amazing technique that can be done nearly anywhere. The breathing technique of balanced breathing can be done either sitting or lying down. Normally it's taught for when we're sitting, however, it does work if we're lying down. The main aim is not actually to relax us as such, but to balance everything out. So when we're feeling overwhelmed, or maybe not in a state that is productive for us, it's a good idea to have this technique to hand. So, as I said before, this breathing can be done either sitting or lying down. If you're sitting, keep your back straight but relaxed and your chin parallel to the floor. Check that your shoulders are relaxed and place one hand on your stomach and one hand on your chest. Close your eyes or lower your gaze if it's safe to do so. Breathe in, inhale through your nose if possible, or your mouth if this feels better, for a count of around four. The breath should not be forced. You should notice your hand on your stomach rising with the inhale. Breathe out, exhale for a count of around four at the same pace relaxed and you should feel your hand on your stomach falling. Ideally, this should be for around five minutes at a time to feel the effect. Just a reminder that it can be tricky to begin with, especially if you're used to shallow breathing. It is common for people to have shallow and fast breathing and it does happen normally. Over breathing can lead to or sometimes be the result of a stress response of being anxious or agitated feeling. It can cause an imbalance of oxygen and carbon dioxide as well. Slowing the breath in this simple exercise can give you a boost or calm by restoring that balance. I'd invite you to practice this until it becomes familiar and easier for you. So very simply, it's breathing in for four and breathing out for four or around four seconds. If four seconds seems too long, then maybe just do three. Remember that the breath shouldn't be laboured, it shouldn't be forced, it's a relaxed movement. This will cause the balance. Tinnitus UK define relaxation as the state of being free from tension and anxiety. As I said before, what relaxes one person may not relax another person. It can also differ day to day. I was talking to a patient about relaxation quite a while ago now and what they found relaxing was rock climbing. They found it freed their mind and regulated their breathing. They only thought about the climb when they were doing it. They told me it was liberating. Now, I'm not advocating 
that we all go rock climbing. But for this individual, rock climbing relaxed them. It gave them something to focus on. They thought about the breathing. They thought about the climb. And that helped them have that relaxation. Other examples to consider include other forms of exercise. So even a gentle walk in nature or near where you live can be very beneficial. You may be more active on a bike ride or a more structured activity, such as Tai Chi or yoga, both of which have been shown to be valuable for people with tinnitus. I personally find Tai Chi and yoga extremely beneficial for myself, especially when my mind is busy and my thoughts are racing. I find that the combination of breathing and activity really, really helps me and gives me a lot of peace, which does continue after the session. I also find that I sleep much better after these sessions. Perhaps though, you've like me, you've had a hobby that you gave, gave you joy when you were doing it, but for whatever reason has fallen by the wayside. It may be time to start again. I personally look forward to painting again in the near future. As well as exercise, other creative activities, such as painting and drawing, often offer relaxation and a chance for your mind to be busy with something else. Other examples of possible relax, relaxing activities to consider are journaling or writing. You don't have to be writing the latest bestseller, but there is a vast range of activities that may suit you. You might try poetry. It doesn't have to be pen and paper. It could also be online or on your laptop, anything at all. So writing such as a blog or other things like that. Other craft activities such as knitting, macrame, not making, origami, woodwork and whittling are further examples of activities that often have a relaxing, meditative-like quality. Whatever activity you choose to do, I'd invite you to take part with a curiosity, not aiming to be perfect or setting expectations, but enjoying the activity for what it is. As an audiologist, I see many individuals with tinnitus, most of whom don't need further investigation. It is rarely anything to worry about, as tinnitus is normally a symptom of changes to the hearing system. There are various therapies, techniques and help available, and I'd advocate for you to find out more if you feel you would like to. I would always encourage individuals to seek medical advice if you are worried about any medical condition. So, today's top tips and information. Being able to relax reduces certain processes and aspects of our body, such as stress. This reduction may have an impact on our perception of tinnitus. It often does. Relaxation can also impact other aspects of our body or physiology, such as reducing blood pressure, breathing rate and brain activity decreases. 
This often means that we feel more physically and mentally refreshed following relaxation. It's also important to say that being able to relax takes practice. It is a skill. Relaxation is something that you do. It's not done to you. No one can do it for you. It is an active process and a choice. There is no wrong way in which to relax. However, it isn't doing nothing or inactivity. Whatever relaxing activity you choose to do or to try, I'd invite you to take part with a curiosity, not aiming to be perfect or setting expectations, but enjoying the activity for what it is. So in the next episode, I'm going to be exploring further relaxation with tinnitus, including mindfulness and breathing. I do hope that you can join me then. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. Check out the show notes for more details on the things discussed today. I would love to hear your feedback on today's episode and you can find me over on Facebook on my page of the same name as the podcast, Tinnitus On Your Mind with Johanna Carter. I would love it also if you could leave a review and don't forget to press follow if you want my show to automatically download every week. I can't wait to speak to you in the next episode.